Welcome to the AWS Health Innovation Podcast, where you can learn from entrepreneurs and investors who are driving progress in healthcare and life science across the globe. My name is Joe Schunkweiler. I'm a physician and former health tech executive. And my name is Alex Merwin. I'm an operations executive who's worked at two startups that exited as unicorns. And now Joe and I work with healthcare and life science startups and investors at AWS. Today on the podcast, we are pleased to host Marina and Eugene Borohovich from Your Coach Health. Marina, an entrepreneur and health coach, founded Your Coach Health after her battle with cancer and is now CEO. Eugene, co-founder and COO, is a serial intra and entrepreneur, executive, venture builder, and board advisor with a focus on digital health. We discuss their recent partnership with Twill, formerly Happify Health, the strengths of founding a business with your life partner, and how health coaches bridge the gap between digital health solutions and patients who want to live healthier, happier lives. Welcome, Eugene and Marina, to the AWS Health Innovation Podcast. Couldn't be more excited to be with you two today. Uh, maybe we can just open up with each of you telling us a little bit about your professional background and journeys. What got you to starting your current company? Maybe I'll kick it off because the journey of the company, Marina led that part of it. It's been about 20 years in healthcare, health tech. I joke around and I self-describe as a serial intern entrepreneur, but also I'm either recovering from being an executive or recovering being a startup founder. And so 20 years and then January 2020, I joined Marina in as we officially incorporated your coach health. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. That was pretty brief. Was really yeah, that, that was like, that was on the tin elevator pitch. I think Eugene was practicing that. That's perfect. And Marina, a little bit about you. Um, so I started out as a developer many, many moons ago. I was working for Lockheed Martin, had a couple of entrepreneurial ventures. And then when we moved to Amsterdam as expats 11 years ago now, and that was going to be for two years. And 11 years later, we're still bouncing around Europe. But while in Amsterdam, I was diagnosed with breast cancer at 37. And having gone through all of that, the whole medical journey of chemo and radiation and mastectomy and multiple reconstructive surgeries, felt very broken and didn't really realize what I discovered at the time, but it was health coaching and started just hacking away at my own body, became a health coach. And that's how the journey of your coach started. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you two, you're a founding team and partners, not just in business, but also in life. So, you know, we would love to hear about how you two came together as a couple and your perspective being a founding team who share that relationship outside of work. It, it must provide you some unique strengths to balance each other. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. So we okay. met on October 4th, 25 years ago. Oh my God. He actually <laughs> remembers the date. I remember everything except for the date we met. So we met 25 years ago. This August, we're celebrating 23 years being married. And uh, we've been partners, just equal partners in everything that we've done. We spent pretty much 24 seven together. But I think knowing each other so well, I think that's actually our strength because we trust each other. There's nobody I trust more than him. I trust him with my life. I trust him with my children. And you better believe that I trust him with my company. And mm -hmm. we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. We can pick up on each other's cues when we need to. So I think there's a lot of benefits to being married and to, to running a company together. It's not for everyone, just like having a partner in anything is not for everyone, right? There's a lot of people who work better on their own. But for us, I think that's the biggest strength that we have is each other. 
if I rewind in my career working with lots of entrepreneurs, right? I mean, one of the key components, especially uh, at the earliest stages when there's just so many unknowns, one of the key components of that relationship of the partnership of the co-founders is truly trust and really rowing in the same direction. We've been rowing together for <laughs> 25 years since yep. we've known each other, 23 years as a family unit, and the trust is just implicit. And so I think when we do get asked that question, it's pretty so self-explanatory from that perspective, really. To us, it was actually funny having to explain it when we were asking the question, being founders and being husband and wife, and we looked at each other and we like, why is this even a question? But we've learned how to vocalize it. Yeah, and maybe just to add one thing, I don't actually remember the stats of how many women go through breast cancer. I probably should, but I don't. And as Marina was building this MVP across 2019, and for those who do know me as I was as I was in a big pharma company trying to make an impact, I think, you know, looking at what Marina went through, right, and then taking that energy and that pain and turning this into now a completely thriving business, there was really no doubt in my mind that this is the right path forward as I left the big pharma. And this is the impact that we can make. Truly, I know the word holistic has been thrown around in kind of the healthcare space, but that's where health coaching does come in. And I I saw it as a almost a, yes, I was part of that crazy journey, but to a certain extent, Marina was the one that's going through the main pains, both biological and, uh, and everything. And so health coaching, yes, let's really drive this together as partners. You're talking about how having that environment of psychological safety is really important in early stage. I've been through the scale out journey and I'm, I'm sure both of you have at different stages of your career, but it, it's even more important when you find product market fit and you begin to grow and you get past 50 to hundred employees, you can no longer have everybody in the same room anymore. You go through this awkward preteen stage where you don't have good business planning. You don't have good goals. You don't have good operating cadence individuals on the team. They don't have visibility into what other other groups are doing and the difference between them thinking, hey, those people are slackers. They're totally not pulling their weight. <laughs> and hey, like I'm not seeing the delivery from them that I'm used to. I'm going to reach out and check in. Are they doing okay? Is there something I can do to help? Is the degree of the relationship? In my experience, if you don't have an environment of psychological safety, then staff will not feel comfortable being vulnerable with each other. If you're not vulnerable with each other, you can't call out what's broken. And if you can't call out what's broken, you can't get to fixing it. And you have such inefficiency within a startup if you don't have that trust. So I think you're really sitting on a force multiplier there and a little bit of secret sauce. So I'm very excited, but I couldn't think of a better segue into your coach health. So let's talk a little bit about the business and specifically, what is the problem you're trying to address? Maybe more about how we got started and where we are today. So we started out as a true practice management platform, and this was built for me and built it for myself to use with my clients. And a couple of people from my cohort started using it. And today we have over 2,700 coaches on the platform, which to me is still absolutely surreal that this was a toy for myself. So at the heart of what we do is still this practice management platform. Coaches come in, they bring their own clients, and they can do everything from setting up payments and their programs to creating goals, short-term and long-term with their clients, ha helping keep them accountable, uh, setting tasks to do is video, chats, pretty much everything you need to run your business. 
then what we do as a company is because we very quickly realized that even though health coaching has been around for over 20 years, it's still a very nascent field. There are certifications that are undergrad, which are four years. There are some that are graduate programs, two years. There are some certifications that take two months. And after all of these, you are a health coach and technically you can go out into the world and practice. But what we've realized is that certification alone does not make somebody a great coach. And what we have on the platform, we have real world data. We understand how coaches work with their clients. And we understand if they follow a scope of practice, because for health coaching, it's a very specific scope of practice. It's very much client led and the coach is there to support and help clients achieve their goals. And what we started doing is, and this is our business, we match those coaches, the gig economy of coaches that are practicing on our platform and that are showing great outcomes with their own clients that are validated by us. We connect them with our clients who are companies who are looking for health coaches to surround their core product, their product or their service. And these are not connections to see if this is going to work. If it's not going to work, this is coaching at its best. They are connected and they start coaching right away because we ensure that this is a good match because we want those sticky relationships. Health coaching is based on real relationship building. So that Mm -hmm. is our business. Yeah. And back a little bit to your initial question, the problem that we're solving in a way we're a double-sided marketplace, right? Let's face it. So on, on one side for the coaches, this gig economy of coaches, they're absolutely great coaches, but many of the coaches are not good at marketing. They get, for lack of a better term, swindled by a lot of business coaches that charge them thousands to tell them, Pretty much the same thing that anybody else would tell them. A cookie cutter PDF that just gets passed Mm -hmm. on and on. And so number one, for the coaches, we give a platform to manage their whole business. Number two, we give them a thriving community where they can share with other coaches. Number three, we give them, again, we're not an education provider, but we have events for these coaches to level up. And then number four, which we just started doing probably within the last six months as we started commercializing the B2B side, which is the other side of the problem, we give them opportunities, right? And so our goal is to give these coaches enough opportunities to fill their available time and the available time they choose. They make their own hours because for us, a happy coach means a happy client and they need to make it. We want to fill as much of their virtual wallet as we can. So that's on one side. And then on the other side, we for companies who are looking for health coaches, we give them a supply of verified and validated health coaches, not just somebody who passed the certification, but somebody who is practicing in a real world and is validated by us and is your coach certified. Yeah. And just to add to that service, as a matter of fact, for our B2B clients, the problem we're trying to solve is, again, you probably see it almost every day, digital health companies, health plans, large employers, health coaching is a hot buzz term or buzzword. And so we have the ability using our APIs and widgets. So similar fashion as maybe like TruePill works to a certain extent, we have APIs and widget that literally any business can embed health coaching services within their business. So what we look like to our B2B customers is a health coaching platform, but with SLAs and KPIs to deliver with quality management, those coaching services that they're upstream clients and customers and consumers require. That's how we solve the two sides of the double-sided marketplace problem. Yeah, there's a lot to, to unpack there. We're running into a crisis of healthcare providers. There's just not enough of them, and it depends on the care area. If we look at mental health example, there's just not enough, like nutritionists, and the list goes on and on. I am really excited about how 
health coaching could help fill some gaps, won't fill all gaps, but I do think that it has a role to play in some indications in care areas. I, the, I'm really curious about the real world evidence, right? The, Marina, you mentioned it, but there's obviously a diverse range of certifications. My mind shatters at thinking about the complexity of applying that on a geographic basis because they, it, it will be very different per country. It, it's a very novel idea to pull in some impact in order to create your own quality score in, in a sense. So two questions on that. Where are you getting that data? What partners or is it self-reported by the coaches or are you getting information from the patients? And then also what happens when that signal doesn't agree with what a health coach might self-declare? Like, how are you managing that conflict? So if somebody just registers in our platform, they will never get work through us. They will never get matched through us just by registering. It's real world data. It's showing outcomes with their own clients. And the way they show outcomes is they set clients set goals with their coaches, short and long-term goals. And we'll look at the satisfaction of completing those goals if, to see if those goals are completed. So it is self-reported to an extent, but it's self-reported by the clients. And we're not just one client, we'll look at multitude of clients. Not to reveal our secret sauce here, it's based on a lot more than that, but we filed patents last year that, that are part of this of this no. secret sauce. So without getting too much into it, there's a lot of analyzing that goes back on the back end. Today, we are laser focused on the US market and maybe just a little bit for the listeners here on the health coaching. In 2019, the American Medical Association, together with the National Board of Health and Wellness Coaching, released three CPT level three codes. Those codes are not reversible just yet. They're out for testing. Um, in, I believe, 2021, there's a new taxonomy code for National Board Certified Coaches, which is important, right? Because now, whether you're a doctor's office, you can actually go to UMR and pick that taxonomy code for future billing component. Um, and then the third part to this is this year, the National Board, together with UC San Diego, started real-world data collection for ultimate reimbursements. Why am I telling you all of this? I think the industry, while, as Marina pointed out earlier, is 20 years old, right? There is a National Board of Health and Wellness Coaching that is an accreditation body for now 110 schools in U.S. They are working globally with different institutions around the world as well. While our focus is on U.S. today, there are two sides to your real-world data. One is the certifications, which we're working together with the National Board and many other associations around the world. And then the second piece is the actual real-world data on the outcomes of, of it. And that's where a combination of our secret sauce and to the extent what Marina mentioned earlier is the goal setting and goal accomplishment. Yeah, and we'll keep your secret sauce secret, but I do think it's fun to feature some of the unique differentiators and things you're bringing to the market that are novel and are going to move the needle. So thank you for diving as deep as you could on that. I wanted to ask you why you decided to found your coach health now, but I think we just covered it, right? So like you mentioned the CPT codes and, but are there any other factors that you decided to make the bet today? Why was now the right time to take the plunge? Yeah, again, this is from that personal experience. I saw how much it helped me. Our mission from day one is for the projected eight and a half billion people by 2030 to have access to health coaches. We believe that health is happiness and happiness is health. And our goal is happy and healthy humans. That's always been true. So when I founded the company, when the idea for the MVP was born, like back in 2019, started talking about it, that was always at the core of it. And 
through the pandemic, when everybody started realizing about the holistic well-being and about preventive care and about all of that, the stuff that we already knew, it just became more and more relevant. No better time than today. And a health coach is a member of a health and care team. A health coach does not replace a doctor, does not replace a therapist, does not replace a nurse. It's it's another, uh, I hate calling a person a tool, but it's another tool in your toolbox, right? It's another mm. person that you can lean on. It's somebody else that can help you reach your health and wellness goals. That's a good segue. I wanted to ask about the economic buyer, who your customers are. If it's a member of a care team, I could see perhaps partnering with the hospital system or perhaps like partnering with a telehealth solution to provide an additional level of care would love to hear more about who the economic buyers are and a little bit about the business model to the extent you're able to share. From an economic buyer perspective, our go-to-market as phase one are digital health companies, virtual care companies, digital therapeutic companies. We have announced our go-to-market customer, Twill Therapeutics, artist formerly known as Happify, where we're powering up all of Twill Duet's live coaching component. So that is our go-to-market. As a young company, we need to focus and make quick decisions and upstream or quick decision-making processes. Having said that, we're constantly listening to the market. And so we've had inbound everything from, let's start with life sciences company, coaching within clinical trials. Think about higher adherence as it's very mm -hmm. costly to recruit patients. Coaching for patient support programs, especially in kind of the specialty side of the business, right? Where differentiation and outcomes do absolutely matter for life sciences companies. We've had inbound from actually large health systems. Again, what Marina said, coaches are not there to replace nurses. Having said that, the cost of nurses that have been doing above and beyond their the level of their training and the work, non-clinical work as well, the cost of nurses have tripled in just the last two, three years. And so we're listening to the market. We're exploring some of these use cases, but we're also staying laser focused as the digital health space has grown tremendously. Even with some of the, Let's call it corrections in the marketplace. It's still the future. And we've seen some of those models adopt and looking upstream. We talked quite earlier around this. Technology only goes so far. And we strongly, strongly, strongly believe in self-care. Having said that, at any point of our journey along the health journey, we're always going to need a person to lean on. And in some cases, it will be a surgeon, a doctor, a primary care physician, a nurse, but in many more cases now, a coach is there for you as well. The good thing about a coach, it's a person who is a common thread because their needs, mm -hmm. they ebb and flow throughout our lifetime. And for me, we've been across four different countries, just dealt with a lot of different issues. And a health coach is somebody who understands and knows where I've been, where I've been and where I'm going. So I think there's a lot of power in that. You can change health systems and still you can retain that relationship, keep in touch with that coach and you maintain it. Do you have a story about somebody who benefited from your coach health? So we can share a couple of different ones. One thing about hearing good stories is when something goes wrong, people are always quick to go on a lot of different forums and to talk about it. When I was going through cancer, one of my really good friends actually shared that with me because I went on different boards and I just kept reading a lot of really horrible things. And 
she was going through her own IVF journey and she said, I realized happy people don't post. And that's where we're changing the narrative and we're talking to coaches. We're asking them to hear stories from their clients. We want to see how they've helped them transform into happy and healthy humans. So we are getting some of those stories. The stories range from somebody who they thought they were depressed and they thought they couldn't get out of bed, but they really needed somebody to listen to what it is that they had to say. And they realized, that it's not a therapist that they were looking for, but it's a coach because it wasn't more about dealing with what happened in the past, but it was more working on goals that happened in the future. And to us, that was an amazing story. It's like such, such a success story. Stories range from clients to coaches as well. And coaches who said, with the help of the platform, they're now able to work with a lot more clients. They're able to have groups and they're able to have individual sessions. They're able to have everything all in one place. We hear these all the time. So it's not one particular story that I can share. And as far as our clients, that one is easy. We are bringing health coaching services to those who need it most. I guess this is a little bit of the plant. I think later this year, we'll be announcing something super interesting around happy humans and how your coaches help and create those. We'll just plant the seed. We'll here. share more about that, but we want to share the power of health coaching and what it can do. Eugene, for all of our millions of listeners around the world, watch this space. You, you heard it here first. So let's talk about your team. Eugene, you made it sound so easy a moment ago. You are saying... We just stay laser focused. We get all this inbound, but we know where the key partnerships are. We've got the go-to-market motion defined. I don't hear that from many founders. Sometimes I hear the opposite where it's very difficult because you, you get all this inbound. You don't know which is the golden goose. I'd love to hear a little bit about what is your team culture like and how do you make decisions and how do you get to that point of clarity? So like, I'd love to pull on that a bit. Well, can I just say something? Yeah. Easy, it is not. So, exactly. <laughs> just, it's so hard. It's very hard. Just, look, at the end of the day, because we're a young team, and again, maybe this is a little bit of the benefit, just having spoken to literally thousands of founders in my career. And I think the one piece of all of this is staying laser focused. Now, again, you could be potentially going down the wrong road. That recognition of that, the way we look at it, at least from the business development perspective, is we got our go-to-market customer, we have a strong pipeline in that space. So it's resonating, right? So the market fit is there or getting there. And then a key component of all of this are relationships, right? And also realizing, let's take a health system. I hate to say it, but it would take 12 to 24 months minimum to get anything really done with that. And so spending, I don't know, 3% of our time listening, taking in the challenges, but again, staying very focused on what our hypothesis is proving it very quickly, which we've done to date, and disproving others. So that's one piece of this. Can I correct you for one second? Sure. We don't listen 3% of the time. We'll listen. Yeah, we'll listen 100% of the we'll time. I keep I'm... them on. It keeps me honest, right? Which is the core of our company, honesty and authenticity. And not covering your ass. There's no CYA, you're a coach. Like you make a mistake, you own up to it. It goes for us, it goes for our team. And that's how we roll. As far as listening 100% of the time, sometimes we get off a call. A lot of times we get off a call and that call does not go how we imagined it, how we planned it, how we wanted it to go. But we regroup and we say, okay, what did we learn? What did we learn from here? And we just take it forward. But you can still do that and stay laser focused on what it is that you want to do. But we're listening to the market. If nine out of 10 conversations, we hear the same thing, 
we're going to rethink what we're doing and say, okay, maybe there's value in this. One other key, and this is practice what you preach. We make it such a strong point for the team to shut down. The Monday through Friday is intense, right? These are crazy hours. This is nonstop conversations, operationalization, et cetera. And we make it such a strong point to shut down, regain your energy. I'm not a health coach, but Marina is. And so I think from that perspective, that culture of the company is to really shut down. I make it a point, like if I have some thought in my head over the weekend, I'll schedule that Slack message for Monday morning instead of it just going and buzzing for people, right? Yeah, and we try to do the same for ourselves because we were always very big on that work-life balance for the team and telling them to take it easy and to not to take it easy. So we're on weekends, they disconnect because sometimes I'll throw a Slack message out there intending for them to read it on Monday and then I get response on a Saturday night. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not how it's going to work. But we actually started implementing that in our own lives as well. And we're starting to practice what we preach. So over the weekend, as hard as it is, we try not to talk to your coach. It doesn't, it, it hasn't really worked we, we, out. We secretly write <laughs> notebooks, but we then do. we write notes. And then on Monday, we're like, wait, did you hear? I've got to tell you this. It must be nuts. <laughs> Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Sunday morning. It's always nuts around here, but yeah. yeah. So culture eats strategy for breakfast. Culture is what you do, not what you say. Culture can be the force multiplier that keeps people around. And it's going to take a lot of time. And when people are at work, you want them at work and fully engaged and contributing all they can, which means that you need to have some division. And so congratulations to you. I just saw a study. It was a survey, relatively low sample size. So this is anecdotal, but I still found it compelling that three quarters of uh, founders experience mental health issues and really don't know where to go. Because what are you going to do? Talk to your investors about it. That'd be a very special investor relationship. What are you going to do? Talk to your team about it. They, they're stressed out. They don't want you to shovel your stuff down on them. So it can be really, really challenging. And so it's really important for founders to take care of themselves and plan for the long haul. I can hear it in both your voices that that you're doing that. That well, I imagine will instill a great sense of loyalty and engagement from your team. And yeah, I can't wait to see what the next chapter holds for you. Those founders need to get a health coach as well. <laughs> Always be selling. Love it. Do you two have any asks from our listeners? So you, these are founders, these are investors, these are technologists. Are they, what are you looking for? Why do you want people to reach out? What are you seeking? If you're a company who is interested in health coaching to surround your product or service, reach out to us. We can stand up or augment your health coaching operations. That's what we're here for, to take that load off. Everybody should be doing what they do best. And health coaching services, that's what we do best. So reach out to us. Let, let, let me rewind just a quick second. When we just started, we were drinking from a fire hose, learning about the health coaching industry. And then we decided to actually share that out in a form of a report. And so while our customers are B2B companies, reach in, inquire. If you want to learn about health coaching, we do have our version two of the health coaching report in the works as well. And so we're happy to share and advance this health coaching revolution. And this doesn't need to be monetary. It doesn't need to be a customer. So anybody who is interested, please reach out. Health Eugene on Twitter and Fighting in Style on Twitter. We love talking about health coaching and make it easier for our children so they don't have to hear us talk to them about it all the time. Reach out so we can talk to you about it. <laughs> Thank you for joining. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and rating. It helps others find us. 
To learn more about how AWS supports startups, please go to aws.amazon.com slash startups.